Welcome back to Patch Notes, the No Cartridge News and Views show. I am here. I'm Trevor uh, at Hagelbond. You know me. And uh, you also know my, fr- my friend and cohort, Jonathan J.B. Cryon, J.B.S.A. Bernhard, uh, the, the Angry Bird himself, Nathan uh, Bernhard, the, the thriller in Manila, uh, the, the undefeatable giant, uh, John. Uh, welcome back. I'm happy to be here. So many nicknames. I know you have a lot. Yeah. Um, do you do you collect them or? No, I I I, I distribute them. <laughs> that's good. I think that's important. Um, let me ask you, uh, what are you? Uh, what are you up to today? What are, what are what are you thinking about? What's what's new? Oh, not much. Um, we are. We're. I, I'm. I'm really just struck by this guy getting hit by a crab at this Super Smash Brothers Melee tournament. Oh, yeah. What do you think of that? Um, People got real mad about it. Uh, I think you got to give the guy credit for bringing a crab. Yeah. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of those... Um, it reminds me of those... Uh, like, what they do at um, at hockey games. Yeah. Like it definitely reminds me of a hockey game thing. I mean, I guess if you just threw a hat at someone with no precedent um, after he scored three goals, I mean, I guess he'd probably get pretty mad too. Um, I don't know who uh, who is this guy? Hungry Box is that his name? Yes, Hungry. That sounds Box. right. Uh, Juan Hungry Box de Bema. Um, yeah, he got hit by a crab after winning the tournament. Um, it's a shame. Quote. Uh, someone threw a fucking raw crab at me. Barely missed my head. What the fuck, man? It's hard to blame him for that reaction. I don't know, though. I think it's cool. Like, isn't it? Is, don't don't you think, like, it's neat to to have something funny happen to you like that? I guess. Is I mean, it, he seemed not? pretty angry. Um, I, I think there's, there's, apparently there's this whole undercurrent of um, people not liking him or something. I, I, don't, I don't know the melee oh. scene. The yeah, Smash, smash the Smash movie. scene is weird. Um, um, I will, I will. That is true, uh, and I can imagine if you are like a is he a person of color too? I think so. Yeah, yeah. I imagine in the in the Smash scene, maybe 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 that is part of it. Um, I'm thinking purely as someone who knows how it works in hockey and like that it's like a you know a, a, a lovable sort of like hey we're we're real mad at you because you're you're too good at this game like that's. Okay, I guess, but yeah, for sure, it's not. Uh, it's not charming, for sure. Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't pleased, but it was in the moment for an observer. It was pretty fucking bizarre and funny. What would you want to have thrown at you? Um, probably a raw crab. I'm from Maryland. Um, you could you could make use of that raw yeah, crab. Yeah, I mean, I I'd hope I. I don't know. I mean, if that raw crab has spent the entire day in someone's pocket, um, maybe maybe you can't do much with it after that. But um, would the worst thing to have thrown at you be a, uh, a Baltimore Orioles reliever? Well, I mean, if it was a Balt- as long as it's not a Baltimore Orioles reliever throwing it, because then he'd just hit anything. <laughs> he might he might miss you. Yes. <laughs> um, are the Orioles still uh, surprisingly better than no, they were before? Um, they've oh, had a, a position player pitch for like three times in the past six games. Is that? So I, th- this is an honest question. Um, do you find that fun? No, not any. I mean, I used to. Not anymore. Um, at this point, 
it has become so common as teams just uh, give up on game. It's become a it's become a sign of teams giving up on the game, mm-hmm. not like a fun yeah. thing that happens like once every three months or something. Um, yeah, that's true. It's become so common that you know. Um, it's not nearly the, as the novelty has worn off. Hmm. Well, um, you know what the novelty hasn't worn off of what hasn't this show? Yeah, that's correct. Um, and you know what you said? In, you said in the notes that we were uh, that we needed to work on. I'm, I'm just going to give people an insight into the into the making of the show. You said that we needed to work on uh, our, our uh, transitions, but I think we have it nailed. I mean, correct. that was perfect. Yeah, that's great. Especially I mean, when we on. pat ourselves on the back. People like that. Yeah. People like when when podcast hosts talk about how good they are at podcasting. Yeah. We have a Google Doc, by the way. That's that's where this. Yeah, the that's show um, um. What happens with the please, Google Doc? Please understand is that it's I an extraordinarily it, professional. And then Trevor here. apologizes for never having read it, and then reads it five minutes. That's correct. Although today I did read it. Oh. I read it. I know what we're doing today. I, uh, I I've caught up. I I think uh, we're talking about. Um, uh, Gearbox, right? Uh, and and that that rascal uh, Randy Pitchford. Yeah, that's um, that's that's last week's Google Doc. But yes. Oh no, <laughs> I have a whole bit prepared. Oh well, I mean, you you do have a magic. If you have a magic trick, if you brought a magic trick, please, please go ahead. <laughs> you don't want to see this one. No. Um, no, actually, we have a lot of really good stuff this week, and and uh, the gaming gaming gods have been have been good to us uh, in in providing people who are just like mad about nothing. Mad about nothing. Um, it's good. It's very, very good. Um, I'm excited, uh, John. Uh, why don't we Why don't we get started? Yeah, let's do it. So first on our list is uh, we, and you're right. This is one of those things. So the so this show starting when it did um, robbed us of a couple of big uh, big news stories in uh, in gaming, which is fine. I mean, it's not really a big deal. These, these things happen, um, but it is fun to. Uh, it's fun to come back to them after the fact. I'm not so sure if we fun are going to be describes talking... this news story, but yeah. Well, I mean, fun fun for our purposes. <laughs> um, we get to be mean. Yeah, uh, that's that's always good. Uh, we're talking about that that story that rocked the nation. Uh, low those six months ago or whenever it came out. I can't, t- the, you know, the common sort mm-hmm. of uh, Twitter thing of saying that every day lasts seven years, and then uh, it's the forgotten like seven years ago. Yeah, I have literally no idea how long ago this was. Um, but uh, Telltale Games shut down. Remember that? Remember when they just fired everyone? Yep. I mean, that um, that is the move these days, just firing everyone. Yeah, that's true. That is the move. Um, it's a bad move. It's uh, it's really kind of shitty. It's isn't the it? one sick trick of modern capitalism. <laughs> Employees hate this. Um what was your reaction when uh, Telltale closed? Were you bummed out, or I mean, I my reaction I mean, for, the, for the employees, of course. I mean, yeah, let, I mean, my I'll reaction just... is about the same as it was then as it is now, which is that uh, as soon as I heard that it was closing, I immediately thought someone was up to some horse shit, and you know what? Yeah, someone was up to some horse shit. That's right. Were you ever a Telltale fan? No. Did you like Telltale? Um, games? I. I did the I tried the uh, the Batman game and um, the character designs look like dog shit and I mean the the whole the whole Telltale Games thing was a bunch of quick time events structured around uh, you know hopefully a halfway decent plot 
Um, yeah, it didn't do it for me. And I, I hate quick time events. Um, I don't like them, and I also don't like I don't like stories where it's like, oh, your choices matter, but really it's just like you're given. A <laughs> yes, bunch of I choices. do hate stories where my choices matter. Well, no, I hate I, I like when my choices matter, but I like I, no, I, I like when I'm actually like we, we've talked about this yeah. on the show where like the the choices one is making are like not obvious. Like, do you choose X or do you choose Y? Yeah. They're like they add up over time. Um, like in like uh, the a game I've, I've, I've recently played through Sekiro, mm-hmm. like you make choices through that game, but you don't know that you're making the choices. And it's not like a radical difference. Yeah. Like, obviously, there's like one big choice you can make to change the game and then a bunch of smaller ones that FromSoft is hoping that you just like look up on the wiki, yeah. um, <laughs> which is fine. I mean, that's how they work. But I, I like that much better than, um, you know, like, oh, I'm playing a, I'm playing a game and it wants me to uh, either kill or save this person. I wonder what choice, uh, I wonder what consequences this choice well, will have. Yeah, you can see the framework a little bit when you're playing Telltale games. I'm not sure if I hold that entirely against them. I mean, I, I, I'm a huge fan of the Mass Effect games and those games are yeah. about as, you know, uh, open about what choices you're making and, you know, sort of... But they have gameplay. Yeah, I mean, that maybe, is maybe true. That's the thing. Quick maybe, time events I, are no substitute unfair, for gameplay. Know. Anyway, this isn't actually related to uh, it's everyone so related, getting fired. We're getting exact, this is exactly what we're talking about. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is in the news because um, one of their fucking executives came uh studio co-founder and former ceo kevin bruner came out and uh told game informer that um um that working at telltale was trial by fire but that crunch was necessary to keep the studio afloat for as long as possible this is quoting directly from him for other studios, it happens all the times in games where our release date is this fall, that's in quotes, and then the studio will announce that fall, oh, you know what, the game wasn't ready, so we pushed it out until next spring. And that wasn't really something Telltale could do. Now, you know why that wasn't something Telltale could do? The reason uh, that wasn't something be- Telltale could do is because Telltale's management increased their commitments to the breaking point to the point where they were more interested in getting new contracts coming in than producing games going out. Um, That's right. And the other the other thing in there is that they were more interested in uh, contracts coming in and, I don't know, like, I'm, I'm trying to think of a way to say this, like, they were interested in producing uh, things that could be sold uh, instead of actually producing things that were good. Mm-hmm. Like the idea was get products on the shelves. I don't care what what they're about. Yeah, I mean, I, I um, think the last deal they made before um, everything, before all the chickens came home to roost, was this Netflix deal. Um, they're going to do some 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 interactive Minecraft. Shit. Yeah, yeah, it was that Netflix, like the Minecraft interactive story mode thing that was going to go on Netflix. Uh, and then that fell through because <laughs> that's does that even sound like a good idea to you? It doesn't sound like who, a good idea the, to who me. Who plays who plays Minecraft? Like what what kid is playing Minecraft and being like I really what I need what I totally absolutely need is uh, some story to go along with this. And, and without the Minecraft game attached to it. Just, just give yeah. me the story. Give me the blocky asshole saying things, but without the ability to create a world. Um, I really, the thing I love about Minecraft is um, 
all the added stuff and none of the building. Yeah, yeah. Um, I really hate um, the building. Um, I want to play a game that has no building. Let me play as Notch. Let me play as Notch. That's that's what I want. Um, <laughs> oh, he's he's not even part of that. I mean, they you saw how they they, yeah, they, 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 they retconned they, him out. They, you know, Damnatio memoriaed him. Um, that's correct. Which is cool. The game um, came from space. The official the official uh, patch notes take on that is it's very cool to memory hole notch also i want his money that is also the official past news take yeah no please just give me all his money i would do better with it i I would do a better job with his money i wouldn't make i wouldn't spend all my time um having a stale candy room and uh talking up white supremacy i mean honestly i would say like you know careful what you wish for in most cases but Uh, that seems like a pretty good thing to wish for i mean as long as i don't have to actually notch i mean if wishing money wishing for money rocks if i get transformed into notch that might be a bad thing but you Mm -hmm. know um i think the other thing here is that like you know it's like oh would you do better like could you could you make better use of it or would you like you know the the question of like well can anyone make good use of money there's all sorts of like moral questions but then you start thinking well it's notch yeah um i mean it's it's I'm a low bar sure to clear I, can do it. I mean it's welded to the floor in the basement yeah i mean it's it honestly like you can do it yeah. you can make it happen uh but yes uh anyway. so um Bruner, who left, I'm still, re- I'm now reading for the PC Gamer article again. Please. Bruner, who left Telltale in 2017, said that crunch was, quote, really hard to manage because employees were determined to make their games a success, but that ultimately the quality of the output outweighed the negatives of the crunch. Quote, I'm not saying it was easy, but the fact that so many people made really compelling, really great, highly regarded content to me makes it seem like Telltale was a nurturing place. That seems hmm. like a confusion of priors. <laughs> that doesn't yeah, actually that's, that's make really it. A, weird. That, that doesn't actually imply that it was a nurturing place. In fact, yeah, why does why does material that like people enjoy make it nurturing? It, it yeah. doesn't. I mean, it's it's the back solving. It's, you know, it's it's the way lots of places work where you you say you see that the output is good and you back solve that the working conditions must be great. So we talked about Bioware last week or the week before. Um, and that's what people thought about Bioware, too. No one thought it was this level of disaster when they were making good games. Um, right. But when they were making good games, it was apparently this level of disaster. I mean, they wanted Dragon Age Inquisition to fail just so people would, like, notice how bad they were doing, how bad their condition. You know, that's pretty fucked up. Um, it's, it's cool that they it's I mean, it's not cool, but it is kind of like it, it's almost like Greek tragedy level to be like, I really want this to fail. And then you make a game that's beloved. Mm-hmm. People are like, I love Dragon Age Inquisition. Where's the next dragon? Well, I sort of want the 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 drill down on Dragon Age Inquisition, because that, if there's any game that seems like it was an MMO to start out with and then got transitioned into a single player game, it's Dragon Age Inquisition. Like uh, mm. you remember there were those articles that came out when that game launched about how you don't have to play the first area all the way through. Like there were people were getting stuck in the first area because the first area was so huge. They were getting overwhelmed oh. by it. They didn't realize that they could just leave that area and play the rest of the game because, you know, I did not remember it. That's really yeah, interesting. And because that first area is ridiculously large and it has some, probably because it was meant to be an MMO. That, that is my theory. Yes. I don't believe that's that ever come sense. out and been confirmed, but, there's a difference in size between the areas at the front of the game and the back end of the game. The back end of the game areas are much more focused, much more 
purpose created. Um, and the front end areas have like, you know, they're huge. They seem like MMO areas. Yeah. You have to, you can yeah. run around in them forever. Um, they're just gi- gigantic. And, um, you know, it, it seems like a game that went through some revisions. Like there's, there's all these mounts, like your, your character can ride a horse in the game. Um, and it's never important. It doesn't, and the, the mechanic never actually really feels that great, but there are like 45 different horses from like <laughs> stags to fake dragons to, you know, all you're making a very, very compelling point that this was, this was an, MMO. yeah. And, and it's like, and, and that, none of that stuff is of course paid. I, I think you can get some of the horses as DLC, but most of the horses you can just get in the game. And it's, it's not. You know, it doesn't feel like this was something that was added organically. There's, there's a, like, the first thing you do in the game, one of the first quests is to get your uh, your horse master to give you a, a mount. And um, from then on, you can you can. I've read, I've read this book. It's, it's very, it's very sultry. Yeah, and. The horse master's mount. Uh, well, I, did, I wasn't going there with it. But yes, I mean, he called, he, he, he's really racist to you, actually. Um <laughs> Yeah, no, no, the, Just like no, the, the, book. the horse master. It's funny because when you talk to the horse master, he has um, he has set reactions based on what race of the character you're playing, and he's always got shit to say. Wow. Yeah, he does. He's, he's not. He's not your biggest fan. Um, but yeah, then you get Jeez. you get a you get a mount, and um, throughout the game, you are able to upgrade that or not upgrade, but change the 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 skin on that mount so that you're riding a stag or a, or a like a, a four-legged dragon creature or, you know a demon stuff like that that's definitely fun but yeah I, I see what you mean like it's not necessarily something that seems mechanically yeah. to pay off the, so like I, I want to get back real yeah. quick because I, I could talk to you about this for a while actually because it's super interesting to me but I want to get back real quick because like the the idea that you brought up about uh, that the actually the CEO brought up about uh, you know the quality of the games proving that like it was a nurturing environment. Like I think mm-hmm. there's the argument you just made where even if they're making good games, it doesn't mean that the environment is is good. It's like once once the games become bad, then it becomes more to the point that the the games aren't aren't like that. It's not a great environment. Like all of that, I agree with. But it's also true. Like so, one of my favorite movies of all time is um, is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm-hmm. I think it's a brilliant movie. Um, it's, it's in many ways a perfect horror movie. Uh, I think it's, uh, it's extremely good. Um, and I think, you know, it's, it's genius in many ways. It was a really cruel movie to make though. Like the working conditions on Texas Chainsaw Massacre were awful. Um, I, I, have uh, never actually seen the film, but, uh, we're oh, talking it's, it's about wonderful. the original, it's actually, right? Not the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. it's a very, very good movie. Uh, it wasn't, um, that was, that was like an independent production though, right? It was effectively, yeah, yeah it was very, very low budget. Yeah. Um, but one of the one of the main things that that is famous about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is that um, so there's there's many scenes where Leatherface uh, the the sort of like uh, monster of the movie the uh, man for who lack of a better with word is yeah right um, is chasing people around mm-hmm. uh, not not <laughs> as you that do that would happen right right exactly um, but the sort of surprising thing about this is Toby Hooper um, the director in order to get that real verite uh, terror. Um, so there's a scene where he's chasing around the, uh, the, the heroine, mm-hmm. the, the, the woman who, uh, is sort of like the, the, the main the last protagonist girl. of the film. Yeah. Right. The last girl. That's exactly right. Um, 
and Leatherface is chasing her. But the reason it is like so scary and so real she is because uh, she didn't know they were going to shoot before. Yeah, Hooper Ho- Hooper did not tell her that like she was going to get chased. Yeah. So she's running through brambles and thorn bushes and stuff actually, and there's like cuts on her arms that are real cuts. Like it's it's a very cruel cruel thing to do, and not a good thing to yep. do. And and like I can like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but also and and understand why that worked. Like understand, okay, mm-hmm. I get why this produced what it did. And I, then I can also say, you shouldn't treat your actors like that. <laughs> like, that's not good. Um, I feel like that's an important thing here. Like, I can say I like this game, but I don't like the way it was produced. And it seems as if the CEO is saying, you can't say that. Like, if you like a game, you must like the way it was produced, yeah. too. you want to hear more from the CEO? I absolutely do. Begin quote, for me, at an executive level, all the way down to the animator, I'm going to stop right there. How the fuck do you know what an animator feels like? What do you know about what an animator does or doesn't do? Begin quote Yeah, it's again. true. If you see he an just opportun- said from an executive level and then said from the animator. All the way down to the animator. Yeah, continuing the quote. Excuse me? <laughs> if you see an opportunity to make the game better and you know it's going to ship in a week... And you care about the content. It's really hard to walk away from the content and just say, you know what? This is as good as, as it's going to get. I'm going home, he said. Being quote again, we tried to create an environment where you really had to do that to survive at Telltale. Because we didn't have these three-year-long production cycles. That's a real hmm right there. Yeah, that sucks. Um, I, I'm, I'm really glad that, you know, that Kevin Bruner here was, was really really in tune with how the animators were feeling when the game wasn't done a week before it was shipped. Um, I'm really glad that he was there crunching with them. Oh, wait, what does he do? What What are his contributions to the game? Oh, he sells licenses. He goes to meetings. That's what he does. <laughs> he has brunch. That's what Kevin Bruner does. Uh, like, why is, why is it okay? I, he he fucking left why? in t- 2017. What the fuck did he know about the last two years of, of how that That's studio right. went? And, like, what, like, why, why is it something where we can't split, like, like where we can't, like, uh, imagine someone saying, I felt conflicted about this because I really wanted this game. This is what, like, uh, so, um, I, I heard a, uh, a Rockstar employee say this about, about Red Dead, mm-hmm. where they were like, we really want people to love this game. Um, yes, we also uh, were worked to death on this game. And I, I don't think that's good, and I'm mad about it. But it's also a game I love. And, like, that kind of conflict is very human, and I understand. And, like, if Kevin Bruner was saying people were conflicted, like, you know, the working conditions weren't great, but they wanted these games to be wonderful, too. So it created a, a really difficult so, environment. Yeah. That's well, true. I mean, it's not- He's saying... These people weren't conflicted. They wanted the game to be really good because they're professionals. Well, like that's it's not possible. That's insane. Yeah, they're not machines. It's not possible for an executive to say the working conditions were bad. For for I them, it's, know, it's but it, like if, I don't if, think if, that I'm, it's I'm possible sorry, I'm, for working I'm, conditions to be bad. Um, I'm being I'm being uh, yeah, uh, speculative mm-hmm. here more than more than accurate. But you you get what yeah. I'm saying. Like it's it's not it's the 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 idea that like extremely successful people want to work constantly and and be ground down because that makes successful stuff is ridiculous. They may want their work to be like memorable and successful and amazing, but they also can feel like, hey, this working condition is making me like 
extremely miserable. And I should say, I um, don't know what Kevin Bruner's background is. Maybe he has a games background. He probably doesn't. Um, I mean, he was a studio co-founder, but a lot of these guys are just MBAs. Um, I mean, it doesn't matter. Not really. Right I mean, it, it, whatever, really, it literally does not matter what he was before he was a CEO. It doesn't matter if he was a, a dev. It doesn't matter if he was a programmer. It doesn't matter if he was a Silicon Valley daddy's boy. You know, these people working 80 He's not that weeks. now. Yeah, and once, once you take the CEO title, especially of, of a, a studio that was doing business like Telltale Games was, you sort of give up the, the whole everyman, I'm one of you, I'm a guy in the trenches as well perspective. Exactly. And you don't get to say what people value in terms of quality mm -hmm. anymore. And and this is a studio where it fell apart so quickly. You had people who were had uprooted their lives to move to San Francisco, I believe is where they where they were. Um, mm -hmm. and, uh, oh, sorry, you don't have a job anymore, and you now have a San yeah. Francisco rent to pay. We, had, we were in a situation, well, they were in a situation, not us, uh, they were in a situation where, uh, other game studios were out there, you know, doing job fairs, basically, online job, job fairs and postings, and getting good PR off of it. Like, uh, we'll hire you was a good PR move for other Jesus. studios after the Telltale uh, crash because, hey, these people won't starve. Um, what an absolute nightmare. <laughs> it, was, it was, you know, I, I don't... Uh, and it was entirely, you know, they, they didn't have a huge success after, I believe it was the, the big Walking Dead game was their big break. That was the one that really got um, the, that, and I guess like the Wolf Among Us was a was sort of a critical darling. Yeah, I mean, well, I, I remember looking at a, a graph of their of their big successes, and it was the uh, the Walking the first Walking Dead game was their big put them on the map game, and um, after that it was a bunch of fall offs. But um, yeah, they it didn't stop them from starting new projects. And it probably should have. Right. <laughs> it, it honestly, like, honestly, what Telltale sort of seems like to me is they looked at what they were, they looked at what they were doing and they were like, oh, um, let's ring this out for all that it's worth and before it, it you know, before it goes totally to hell. Yeah. And if you actually have, like, really talented, uh, you know, people who are motivated, like Bruner's talking about, what a cruel thing to do to yep. them. Like, what a cruel thing to say, like, yeah, we're, we're... What a cruel thing to not say to them, but what a cruel thing to do to be like, oh, yeah, actually, uh, uh, let's just make these games and make a profit and get out. Um, I don't care what they're like, but tell the people that they're doing, like, good stuff. Mm -hmm. That sucks. Well, I'm glad that uh, the executives learned nothing. That's, <laughs> if there's <laughs> one too. thing to take away from this, it's that I'm glad that Kevin Bruner and probably his co-founders and the other business managers who remained at Telltale through the end of this learned nothing. Um, and they will I'm do happy this again. that uh, we'll <laughs> never have this conversation ever again. Yes. Uh, Ugh, what a nightmare. Hey, it's, it, it's going to be content. More content. More people's lives ruined. Content for us. Content for the content minds. <laughs> Um, boy. Well, thanks for letting me rant about that. That makes me mad. No problem. I, I, I dispense the ability to rant to you. Uh. <laughs> um, so let's talk about something else that's a little less ranty. Uh, the PlayStation 5 has been announced. Yeah. Are you excited? I mean, it, yeah, um, no, but yeah, I, I, 
my relationship with am. consoles is very complex. I don't know about complicated, but very give and take. Um, I agree. I actually, you know, what's funny is I found a way to, um, via my capture card, play my PlayStation while I am on my computer. Like, mm-hmm. I don't have to change the monitor. I can have Twitter up or whatever. Yeah. And that has absolutely made yeah. console gaming more appealing yeah, to I, me. Yeah, I don't have that set up. I mean, I, I bet I can get that set up if I wanted to, but I have to buy, I'd have to buy a capture card and buy the, the, the shit that allows you to hook it up to your computer and your monitor, and that just doesn't... That, it's so it's it's that's a barrier to entry that the PlayStation Four doesn't demand right now. Um, uh, yeah, right. No, that's very true. I actually I got lucky. I needed a capture card for the show, yeah. and someone uh, didn't want theirs anymore, so I got it. Uh, I got it for kind of a steal, um, which was good. But uh, yeah, anyway, you know, I'm with you. It is it is kind of tricky uh, to to enjoy a console if you're used to playing on a PC because you get to like you get to just be in your PC. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a little easier. Um, also, frankly, if but, you've got a, a decent, decent gaming, not even high end, but a decent gaming PC right now, it's better than the PlayStation Four or the Xbox One. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I, I have found that is is one hundred percent true. Um, so, I want to talk to you about. Do you think you're going to buy this <laughs> game or the system? Yes, um, I'm going to sigh a lot before and after I do, but I'm, I'm going to eventually get it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Mainly because the PlayStation 5's launch is, gonna, is almost certainly going to have the Horizon Zero Dawn sequel on it, and I won't be able oh, yeah, to play for sure. that on PC, and Horizon Zero Dawn is probably my favorite game that's uh, console only of the last generation or two. Um, that mm-hmm. includes Bloodborne, which I really liked as well, but, you know, I think Horizon Zero Dawn is a game I prefer more. Um, okay, that's fair. And you know, I'm I can already see myself really hating buying the PlayStation Five, spending you know four hundred or five hundred dollars or whatever it ends up being, um, because all I'm going to use it for <laughs> is Horizon Zero Dawn and like one or two other exclusives. Um, it's like how it's like how people I've been I've been playing uh, to spoilers to the end of the show. I've been playing uh, Bloodborne finally mm. and. Um, uh, a lot of people, when I talk to them, are like, oh, yeah, I still have my Bloodborne machine. And they, mm-hmm. It's like, ah, eh, you buy it for one game, and if the game's good enough, then that's good. Uh, one of my friends, but, one of my, I have a friend who lives in Australia, he's a programmer, um, and he he hates consoles. He, you know, he, he'll never get them. He doesn't want to play anything on them, except Bloodborne. <laughs> he had to get something for Bloodborne. So he had to, you know borrow a ps4 from a friend and you know buy the game buy a game for a system he didn't own um and then once you know once he's done playing it he's just got this game that he can't play anymore because he gave the system back to the other guy um it's a funny thing i mean i guess like it's it's, but it is what it is like that's kind of how consoles are for a lot of people um which i mean actually makes your point so you wrote on the document and that was something that i was thinking about too um that there's a lot of backwards compatibility uh, coming with this. Yes. Uh, now, do we know how deep the backwards compatibility is going to be? Are we talking back to PlayStation 1? Are we talking just PS4. previous generation? It's previous generation. Um, okay. So we're talking PS4. Mm-hmm. Okay. So and I think it's... Is, I, I'm not sure. I haven't... I've, I've only looked... Or I, 
I haven't read yeah, all the I, articles I, about this, but it seems like well, a lot of them are still speculative. Yeah, it's, it, so. it seems like it's mostly going to be disc based. So we okay. don't really know if you know you're going to be able to buy a PS4 game off the store, or if they're going to remaster them, or any of that stuff. Yeah, so remastering is something we want to probably talk yeah. about. I mean, that's a that's a. I'm kind of surprised about the backwards compatibility, mainly because remastering uh, games has been such a good grift. Um, Huge grift, yeah. and, a, and a grift that I have fallen for many times. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, the ability for me to, to put in my Horizon Zero Dawn disc, um, usually the way that they, that they get me is they don't let me do that, and they make me buy a, an HD remaster right before the, uh, the game comes out, the, the sequel, right. the supposed yeah. sequel comes out. Um, and I guess... Uh, the margin on that wasn't great, or they've done the research and they figured out that people buy the remasters anyway. Um, I think that's yeah. probably the most likely. Uh, yeah. And <laughs> I, I don't want you know that says something about us, I guess, us as consumers. Um, that yeah, that where we will just clap our hands and buy whatever. Yeah, you, from you, us. someone just has to go in and upres the textures and you know shove it out and we'll we'll snap it up. Um, right, it's a little depressing. I mean, I guess. I mean, there's. It's gonna be a weird situation, especially with. Uh, so there's. It's gonna be there. This, apparently, they're gonna be all SSDs now. Uh, they've, they've, they've got the 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 costs down such that they can afford to put SSDs in each one of these machines. Um, nice. Which is good. But also SSDs. Yeah, because now they'll run a lot. Better. Yeah, but also SSDs have smaller storage capacity, and the storage capacity on these things wasn't huge to begin with. Now, do SSDs always have smaller storage capacity? Because there are large SSDs. There are, They're but just they, a little I mean, more they cost. Yes, but they cost more. <laughs> I mean, if we're we were looking at four hundred dollar machines with eight hard drives, uh, normal hard drives, um, at last generation what are we looking at if you want to get an ssd of the same size in this thing and it's not even the most expensive part of the machine yeah that's fair um and and the ssd and the 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 default disk space wasn't great to begin with i mean you can store no like six not at games, all seven games on the default ps4 hard drive and that's ps4 games and not whatever size ps5 games are going to be with their with you know the larger textures for 4K and whatever. Can I ask you something? Do you, and this is something that is like really made me wonder for, for quite a while about, about gaming and maybe it's, maybe it's silly. Um, but do you think there's ever going to be a point at which the returns are so diminishing that it doesn't matter? Uh, compared to what? I mean, just compared to PC gaming, so like, to the last console. Yeah. Right. Like what is like what are we what are we really looking for here in terms of in terms of like uh improvement in graphics for instance i don't think that the current the next generation is going to be about improvement in graphics i think it's going to be about improvement in performance especially load times um mm. that's what the ssd is for um that's what a lot of apparently the architectures uh, that they're talking about is for because the thing that uh that the giant bombs uh the the Bombcast made point the Bombcast made a couple weeks ago or last week was that the thing about an SSD in every machine is that now you can program for an SSD in every machine, um, right? And that's, that's going to 
that's going to really, you know, cut down on load times because, you know, you could install an SSD on your PS4, um, you know, aftermarket, but the games, the, the architecture of the games designed. you were playing wasn't designed to take advantage of everyone having a solid state drive. Um, Interesting. So maybe, I mean, maybe we're talking about a, a translation in gaming that will make it easier to justify using this instead of a PC. I mean, maybe I that's what that. we're talking about. <laughs> I mean, I, I think it's still going to be a case where the console is the uh, is the half measure that people like me buy when uh, we don't have the money to buy a, a you know, standard gaming PC, which is what what the PS4 was for me for a long time. It was the machine that I played games on because I didn't have money to uh, upgrade my machine from 2012. And the machine mm -hmm. from 2012 couldn't play the games that were coming out um, with any right. sort of, uh, you know, yeah, smoothness uh, or... Real ability. capacity. Yeah. So for that, for about, uh, from about like 2015 to 2018, uh, all I did was play games on the PS4, and, you know, I just sort of dealt with the performance issues that would come with it, especially once, once the Pro came out. And, you know, when they said, when the Pro came out, they said, oh, it's not going to be necessary. It's not going to be, you know, you're not going to see a difference. Yeah, yeah, fuck that. As soon as the Pro came out, you know, games were made for the Pro, and you'd see much yep. greater and more pronounced problems with loading and performance on high uh, Absolutely true. I, ask I am. I, I kick myself for having a, a standard, yeah. um, and it annoys me that I have to do that. Yep. But um, so and you know, if it gets, I, I got a, a new PC in late 2018. Uh, it's got a 1060 in it. It's you know, it, it was it's good for the time it was it was bought. Um, it's going to be obsolete in a year or two, and I might, you know, if, if the money isn't there, I might find myself going back to the PS, to the PS5 Five. at that time. And that'll be Yeah, I guess, so one of the things for me that's interesting about this release is I've never been, I've never been like an early adopter of consoles. I've always mm -hmm. uh, gotten them probably a year or two at, at you know, at the earliest, uh, after they're released. I'm not, I've never been like, oh, I'm getting them on day one, or even within, like, the first uh, news cycle, let's say. Yeah. Um, I probably will get this when it comes out, just for, like, my, you know, because of the podcast yeah. and my job and stuff like that. And it's a weird feeling. Like, it's a weird feeling to be like, okay, I'm going to be early adopting on this, so I'm going to get to play all these games when they come out. I'm going to get to, like... Oh, I'll be like super excited about whatever graphically intense thing they're going to show off yep. to me. Um, I don't like. I don't know how to feel about that. Like, I'm. I, I guess I'm not ready for that kind of hype. Well, uh, you should also be prepared to buy the new Xbox <laughs> as well. <laughs> I will be buying one of them. One. One. <laughs> well, uh, luckily, it's. I mean, it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out because Microsoft. The big thing about this generation is that Microsoft has done absolute dog shit when it comes to exclusives. Um, well, had and a, they have zero market yeah. in Japan. Um, their ex what exclusives they did have planned have fallen through mo mostly. Um, what's, you know, I, I'm, I'm struggling to think of a great uh, Xbox exclusive in general, um, and the only one I can really even think of right now are the Halo games and Gears of War. 
Um, I, yeah, I, I know there I mean, are others, but those are the ones I think of. And, you know, any game that comes out on the Xbox is going to come out on the Windows Store, too. So you, do you ever actually really need an Xbox? That's what I found. I've, I, you know, like Forza and stuff like that, I just play on the PC. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what the Xbox does. Uh, they had a lot of huge, high-dreaming plans for that machine when the Xbox One was coming out. They wanted to replace your cable box at one point. You want, they Which want, is funny because, like, they just chose to replace your cable box at a period of time where most people are just decided, like, I don't really need cable. Yeah, that and, like... You know, people who want to keep their you know, want to keep cable really don't want to go through the Xbox <laughs> to have no. their TV working. Um, and I, you know, I mean, there's the other thing, right? Like, I've heard the Xbox described as a as a media center mm-hmm. many times by by friends of mine, and like, I don't want to. The idea here isn't to like make them feel bad or anything. Oh yeah, like I mean, I, it's okay. I have a friend whose entire like media life goes through the Xbox, his Xbox One. And, you know, good for them. I mean, if they if they figured out a way to work it, then I'm happy for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but the problem for me is, like, I just absolutely don't want to watch TV through the Xbox. I don't want, you know, Kristen doesn't want to work a console to watch TV. I don't want to, like, teach her how to use a console to watch TV. Mm-hmm. My kids don't want to learn how to use the PlayStation. <sighs> like, we'll just use a, an Amazon Fire and I'm watch, watch Netflix. I'm just remembering the, the halcyon days of the Kinect, where you were supposed to uh, shout at your TV to... Uh, or wave at your Lovely. TV to control the Xbox, and it barely fucking worked. Just the just the kind of thing everyone wants to do. I love I love early early thoughts in gaming and like tech because they're so crazy mm. and like non intuitive and weird. Like you just imagine some executive being like, "People are gonna love this. It's the wave of the future." Every- and like you may as well be you may as well be doing those like weird bubble cars yeah. from uh from like uh those those old comics where it's like um. Where it's like the future is going to look like this. Yeah, I mean, um, everyone wants to have the Minority Report interface. Is what that's what everyone wants. They want the Minority Report interface where you've just you've just got the the glove and you're doing the hand motions and screens going or whizzing by. Um, but you know, Tom Cruise's character in that movie has been using those interfaces for like ten years. Um, yeah, and also he be he's been able to like. He, he's not an early adopter. No. Like those, the kinks have been worked no. out completely. And it's like you know, those are. It's very difficult to get an interface that is more responsive than just a controller and a button, pressing buttons yep. while moving a controller. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you you just you, uh, the tech isn't really there for the Kinect stuff. Well, think about like I mean, think about the the I mean, just the the way that um, the way that the switch. I mean, the switch is a wonderful piece of technology. I love my switch, but I also don't use the motion controls on it. No matter how much Nintendo keeps telling me, like, be sure to use the motion controls. They're really good. And, like, I don't, I don't care. Motion like, controls have been a white whale for gaming since like the PS3. Uh, remember, yeah, remember that six-axis shit. Yes. Yeah, Uncharted that One was, and I, like having to throw grenades by turning your controller upside down or whatever the fuck. Wow, I forgot all about that. Uh, oh my god! Because it, it, it was mandated every launch title for the PS3 had to use the had to use a six-axis controller somehow, and the way that Uncharted <laughs> did it was um, you used it to throw your grenades, and so the functional um, outcome was that you just didn't throw grenades in Uncharted 1 because the six-axis <laughs> controller shit was bullshit. 
It was really bad. Um, and I, I believe that was patched out for the, uh, for the HD re-release. I haven't played that bundle yet. Um, but I, I, you know, that was, whenever I went back and played Uncharted 1, because I, I love the Uncharted games, so I'd occasionally do the, uh, do the thing where, oh, I'm going to play through all those games. Um, every single time I did that, I, it, the, the playthrough almost died on Uncharted 1. And it wasn't just because of the six-axis controls on the, uh, on the uh, grenades. That game was um, not balanced well. You'd have guys <laughs> in cargo shorts and tank tops taking uh, 25 bullets to the chest before they died uh, as a routine thing. Um, but the, the grenade situation just... Charleston rally just got a lot scarier. <laughs> That's that. It's that topical humor you guys are yeah. hoping for. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, the PlayStation Five is um, it's going to be interesting, I guess. It's going to be probably expensive. Uh, it's it's going to be expensive as hell. It's definitely what, going to uh, dominate. Give me a guess. Mm. What do you think the What do you think the price is going to be? Uh, Four ninety nine at launch. Um, I think they'll be they'll introduce an economy modeled by. Uh, 18 to 24 months through the through the life cycle of the machine, um, and the economy. I think they're finally going to push. Uh, we'll have a smaller hard drive, but you yeah. know, cost about a hundred bucks less. I think they're finally going to uh, push the boundary on on price, yeah. and it's going to be a six hundred dollar. Yeah, I think I think they're finally going to get there. Well, that would suck. <laughs> yeah, we really would. That would be, but I think shit. they're going to do it. Yeah, I mean, at some point, there's a captive audience there. Um, yeah, and if you're once, I, I guess these the price on these things is tied somewhat to uh, it's like phone prices. Phone prices have been going through the roof, and people have been paying those. Um, and so maybe they'll start. Uh, maybe they'll start introducing like payment plans, oh, like with phones. Oh, that would be badass. That'd be great. I would. I would love. I would love to lease my uh, my PlayStation. That would be really cool. I really want to take out a loan to buy a fucking gaming P- uh, console. That's that's really what. That's the future I want. That would rock. Fantastic. Um, <laughs> the launch. Um, yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah. great. So, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Um, well, okay. So let me ask you this question before we move on to the last thing. Uh, what's your what is the exclusive that you expect? So, like, obviously we don't know, but mm-hmm. what exclusive do you expect that you're most excited for? Uh, like I said before, Horizon Zero Dawn sequel. Um, okay, that's going to be it. I mean, I, there's going to be there's probably going to be um, I'm trying to think of the other other you know first party titles that they put out. I mean, I'm almost certain. Uh, shit, are they going to put off the uh, the next, um, what the fuck are the, the, not the Uncharted games, the other one, the ones with the the precocious oh. girl and the old dad. Um, oh. Uh, the zombie games. Why am, uh, can I remember this name? Uh, of last this? Of yes, last The Last of Us. Last of Us 2 doesn't have a date yet. It needs a date. Um, Sony sort of needs to announce when the fuck that's coming out, but we're at the point yeah. where... You know that if if we've announced the PlayStation Five but before the Last of Us gets a release date, maybe that's going to be a one of those tweener titles that goes on uh, four and five. I could see that. Um, I'm holding out hope for Bloodborne Two. It seems like they're mm-hmm. kind of 
hinting at that. That might be fun. Um, I'd like to see. I always, I mean, I'm, I'm a sucker for those games. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I guess, like, outside of that, though, I'm not, I, well, the Horizon game, yeah. I would, uh, that's, a, that's an exclusive I can get behind for sure. I mean, uh, usually they don't, they don't announce these consoles unless it's, like, usually less than a year out. I want to say that the last generation of consoles, the news about them, you know, happening dropped uh, nine months before you actually were able to buy the hardware. Um, that used they, to be a lot longer. Yeah, like I remember stuff like the uh, like about the N sixty four dropping like well, well before you could buy the N sixty four. I mean, but you know stuff like this and and the the way this broke was uh, I think it was was it Wired Wired um, basically went to Sony <laughs> Sony of America and was like we know all about your machine uh, and we'd like comment and Sony's response was all right fine we'll announce the damn thing. And gave it to Wired. It was a smart move yeah. by them. Uh, but it, the way that these things leak is that dev kits go out. Um, right. You know, right. developers get their hands on, on uh, SDKs. And uh, once a developer has their hands on an SDK, you're not that far away from an actual platform, from the from the platform being able to launch, for being able to sell this yeah, thing. Yeah, no... Nor should you yeah. be at that point. I mean, honestly, it'd be very weird be. if you were. <laughs> you know, like, I, I, I released this dev kit. Um, you're never going to, I mean, we'll, we'll develop something. We're about eight years yeah. from launch. Yeah, no. So, I mean, once you're able to start talking specs and uh, the fact that it will, you know, it's future proof to the point where it can broadcast 8K and shit like that. You're at the point where the machine is coming pretty soon. Uh, and we should, and you know, at that point you can talk about what's going to be the launch titles and there's probably going to be some tweener games and those tweener games are probably going to be good. Um, it'll be interesting to see how, with how that works with backwards compatibility. Uh, if you buy the PS4 version of a game, um, if you'll, you know, you have to rebuy it for PS5 or if there'll be an upgrade, like with the assassin, with, uh, Assassin's Creed 4, I think. Had a really interesting mm. way of doing that, where you know you had to put you you could put your PS3 Assassin's Four Creed, no, PS3 Assassin's Creed Four disc in your PS4, and you know and it would play it. Well, no, what would happen is you could then verify that you own the game and buy the upgrade in the store for like ten bucks, and then you get a digital huh. version of the PS4 game. Um, wow. So it'll be interesting to see what they do since backwards compatibility is a thing with this generation. That will be interesting. Let's talk about Mortal Kombat. Yay! Um, so you excited about Mortal Kombat? Not really, but yes. Um, I'm, I'm also not. I'm, I, I, a lot of people want me to be, and I just... I'm I, tentatively excited. Uh, I, I have prepared for Eleven's launch by playing through the story modes of the previous two games. And since I'm dog shit at these games, I've only beaten the uh, story mode for nine. I'm moving into ten right now. Um, so I shouldn't expect to see you at, uh, at like, at uh, Evo? No. Evo this no. year. Um, I am I'm legendarily bad at fighting games. Um, I have to play the story modes on beginner uh, in these in the new <laughs> MKs. Beginner's no fucking joke, um, for, at least for nine. No. Um, well, Mortal Kombat has always sort of been like a hardcore yeah. game. I mean, it's weird. It's, it's, it's like this game that developed, like ever, there's the environment that, that led to every other fighting game, most of which are Japanese. Um, 
with the Street Fighter and Tekken and all those. And then developed over here in this other ecosystem entirely is Mortal Kombat um, with its right. completely bizarre and uh, it's, it's weird fucking jumps and it's juggling and it's hits. Like, if you, if you just... If Mortal Kombat or Injustice, which is basically a Mortal Kombat game except with different characters... Um, if those games came out for the first time in 2016, you'd be like, what the fuck is this? Like, why, Wait, why, why do why, they why jump doing like this? this? Why do they jump like this? Why, why do uppercuts look like that? Um, and, you know... It, We're all just used to it. Now. Yeah. Uh, and, and frankly, they're pretty good games. I, I've been a, a Mortal Kombat fan. Um, I, I'm a bit too young to have actually played the originals. Um, really? Are you that much younger than me? Uh, not really. I'm, I'm like, thir- I'm 32, but... Um, oh, you were too young to play the originals. I mean, you weren't you weren't too young? Did your parents just not let you? Probably. I mean, what were, what, were, you what were the originals? They were like late nineties, right? Yeah. So I was like ten. Yeah, you can play fighting games at ten. Yeah, yeah, but your dog should at them. Well, yeah, but your dog yeah, should at them now. Well, that's true. But um, <laughs> in defense of my younger self, I haven't gotten any better. Wait. Uh, <laughs> right. That's that's the point. Like. I don't know. Yeah, I played. I definitely played the first Mortal Kombat. I remember I, all it the. Was, uh, it was more of a function. All the rumors about like nudalities and stuff. Yeah, like nudalities. Yes, I mean every, every every game had a oh you can make her naked cheat code in in down in the uh, in the in the homeroom in class's homeroom. Um, well, now, yeah, and all those people who who spread the rumors about those codes are mad about the new Mortal Kombat game because the people aren't hot enough. Yeah, yeah, uh, the, and they're wearing too many clothes. Um, yeah, I, I hear they're going to wear burkas in the next update. Yeah, 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 I, I, that was great. I saw that screenshot where the guy used the uh, the character creator um, to to put some a, a woman in just you know ninja garb and claimed it was a burka. That was fantastic. It's very cool. Uh, it's very cool how the the discourse around Mortal Kombat. Um, do you have you you've heard about the Jax ending? I assume. Yeah, it was great. I've seen the Jax ending. I watched it. Um, I haven't watched it yet. I I am I'm shocked. So like a friend of mine was like, "Yeah, people are really mad about the Jax ending." I mean, here's the and thing about like, the Jax ending. The Jax ending represents like what you should actually do if you get the power to change time, because it, yeah. because what happens is he's he. Um, he kills the final boss, and he gets the, the, the time-controlling power. I'm sorry. Spoilers, if you care about the Jacks ending. Spoilers. Um, the final boss gets killed. Yeah, but it's, and MK11 is a, is a time manipulation narrative. Uh, so Jax gets control over space and time, and, like, he's thinking about bringing his wife and daughter back from the dead or something. And then he's like, wait a fucking second. I have control over space and time. What if I did something better than that? And so he brute forces the slave trade out of existence. Um, yeah. And so when someone, which is awesome. Yeah. But when, it's when someone, funny because he makes the point that, like, I fucked it up the first time, the second time, the third time, the fourth time. But eventually I got it right, which is the best <laughs> time, you know, control narrative there is, which is, you know, the, 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 the Groundhog Day. Well, I didn't do it right this time. I'm starting over because I have control yeah, right, over exactly. time. Uh, well, like, so like a buddy of mine was like uh, my my uh, stream friend uh, piss was was telling me that it was my stream friend mad. piss. That's right, my stream friend piss uh, was telling me about this, and he was like, "Yeah, people are mad about it." And I was like, well, "So why are people mad? What it, what it, what uh, like is it?" And so I assumed I was like, "Oh, is it like 
is it just because, like, oh, I ended slavery, so I ended racism, like a kind of, like, liberal narrative? And he was like, no, no Jax goes back in time and kills a bunch of slave owners. Not true. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> so people are mad because... No, no, it's funny because... Because of gamer reasons. That's, it's, it's, he, didn't, he doesn't even do that, is the thing. The, the, the image they show is of European slavers paying African slavers. So... You know, because that's how the slave trade started. You know, tribes mm. would sell their opponents, uh, their conquered enemies in slavery to the Europeans. Uh, it's implied that what he does is he fucks up the, the African slavers and then, you know, makes Wakanda, basically. Um, so it, it, it's, it is entirely a thing where uh, right-wing gamers are reacting to the idea that the slave trade doesn't exist as an existential threat to the right, white race. Um, which so with all of the implications that has, which is that, you know, the white race would not have survived without chattel slavery. Um, right. Not, not nearly. Yeah. I mean, not, they wouldn't be like they are today. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So when, when someone calls the Jackson white genocide, what they're saying is that, uh, they believe slavery was necessary for the survival of the right white race. Um, it's so good. So it's so good. I'm like, I'm so I'm so pleased that this is happening. So that's so you know something about that person when they say that, um, and it's not a good thing that you know, but it is something that you should know. Yeah. So people are mad that like Shiva isn't sexy anymore. Oh, that's fine. Is, I, I've just played through MK9. I didn't like that Shiva was sexy. It, I I just finished playing through MK9 story mode, and I, by the end, I was so fucking tired of the bathing suits. Uh, because they have all yeah, the traditional costumes. And, you know, the, the traditional costumes are Katana has a six-pack and is wearing a porn star outfit. And Shiva has a six-pack and is eight feet tall and is wearing, like, a sling bikini. Like a one-piece V, you know, swimsuit. Yeah. And it's like, what the fuck are we doing here? You know, Sonia, Sonia is dressed in, like, a stripper cop outfit. Um Oh yeah, it's Sonia's is ridiculous. Yeah, like it's it, you know it's real. What the fuck are we doing here? Thing. Well, and, and as someone pointed out to me, the reason like a lot of these a lot of these uh, these outfits are the way they are is because like uh, the developers didn't want to pay for multiple yeah <laughs> for multiple oh, yeah, palette uh, swaps models, um, so they just palette swapped a bunch of swimsuits. Yeah, it's like okay, so like uh, and also we're really getting bent out of shape because Katana doesn't look enough like. Um, uh, who's the other? Melina. Yeah. Like, who cares? <laughs> and also, we did that. Like, there was an entire game, MK9, about how Katana, Melina, and Jade all look alike. Um, especially Katana. Like, the, Katana's entire storyline, when you play as Katana, in 9 is about finding Melina. And, oh, this is the daughter Shao Kahn is creating to replace me. She was made with my DNA. Um, so... That's that game existed. That. That's a that's a great idea for for a story. Yeah, and like and like there's the whole the the flip side of the of the way the women are treat are treated is the the way the Scorpion and the Sub Zero are tweet, treated, where they have the same outfit palette swapped as well. And then there by the time those original games were done, you had like seven guys. Every single color of ninja existed. Um, right. I still think one of the. I was thinking about this while mowing the lawn the other day. I, th I still think one of the the greatest and dumbest power moves of all time was uh, was Ed Boon and uh, whatever Tobias mm -hmm. um, 
naming their naming one of their ninja characters noob cybot. Yep. <laughs> That's a, it's funny because uh, extremely they they they've they've tried to, at least in nine they tried to move away from some of those designs. Ermac changed to not having the um, the the traditional ninja attire. I think Ermac was previously the red ninja. Ermac, yeah, I think you're right. Smoke was the gray ninja. Yep. Noob Saibot was black. Yeah. Ermac was the red ninja originally, I believe. Uh, yes, yeah. Noob Saibot is all black. Uh, S- Smoke is gray. Scorpion's yellow. Sub Zero is blue. Sub Zero is blue. Um, Reptile's r- green. Reptile's green. Reptile was also changed. He doesn't have the the ninja outfit. Um, Doesn't he just have like a dinosaur? Yeah, head he's now? he's just a lizard. Um, and I don't like that version of of Reptile. I liked it when he was like sort of like he had to, he, he was like a lizard man, but like he looked like a dude. So like, but he had like the 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 reptile eyes and shit so that like when he took off his his mask you could see that he was yeah he was kind of scary he was he was a monster but before that he looked like just a guy you know a normal a quote-unquote normal ninja um <laughs> one of those normal yeah. ninjas uh and then there were there there were the cyrax and sector uh cyber ninjas. yeah cyrax and sector cyrax was yellow yep sector right. was red Se- yeah um then ermac ermac was sort of like sector two yeah, I think wasn't there a cyber smoke? Didn't smoke get uh, uh get, I mean, probably get, yes. Get you know, turned into one of those guys. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Um but yeah, it's I like the Mortal Kombat games. Um I'm not sure how I feel about the fatalities now. Uh or even Yeah, you the were X-rays. saying you find them gross. I, yeah, I mean they're too they're too good. They're too, like the, the fidelity <laughs> on them is too high. Um, I don't really want to... So you're to telling s- me you don't like murdering people? No, I don't like seeing Cassie Cage turn into hamburger. I don't like seeing Jax <laughs> get, like, you know, disemboweled. Because it look Because when you see Cassie Cage turn into hamburger, you looks like a 20-something woman is being murdered. Or when Jax gets disemboweled, a black man is being murdered. Murdered. <laughs> you know... Yeah, it, I can understand it, that. When, it, when, it's, when it's the, uh, the, the, the fanciful like the monsters, monsters like the guys with the forearms in the most recent game, in, in Eleven, or, you know, even Reptile, I guess, getting his shit pushed in. You know, it's... There's, the, you, there's a level of remove where it's a sci-fi creature um, getting... Right. Uh, turn into Whereas brown if beef, it's just... If it's which Jax, still it's... is kind of uncomfortable, watching Reptile getting, you know... You know, his ship pushed his, yeah, getting like his liver ripped out. I mean, there is a level of which they're they're kind of ridiculous. The MK9 ones aren't that bad, and like and like the X the X-ray stuff, like the 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 super moves that aren't fatalities that you can do in in matches, yeah, aren't so bad. But the you know, I don't, I don't need to see people with you know. Yeah, their heads cut off, or their their entrails ripped out, or whatever the fuck, or cutting. You half. know what it seems like to me, and like maybe maybe this is silly, but it seems like a lot of this is from like the the that like sniper elite style mm-hmm. uh, gaming, where it's like, oh yeah, like, yeah, but those were Nazis. Well, yeah, sure, fine, but I mean, it's well, I, I mean, it's I don't, still the same. I'm not. It's it, still the same idea. It is, but at least like, they're Nazis. I mean, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree with you, but like, I think I think that's where it's coming from, right? Yeah. Where it's like, oh, oh yeah, that's X-ray. where the ta- that's the basic idea. Yeah, it comes from the sniper. Yeah, we can things. X-ray spec our way into these, like, into this guy's skull. Yep. Um, so now we can just do it all the time. Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, that that was fine with a bullet, but when it comes to, like, you know, decapitations and um, ripping out people's, you know, throats and spines and, you know, it's just... It's a there's, much. It, It's very unpleasant. <laughs> and, you know, there's a lot of stabbing... Let's <laughs> say it's very unpleasant. You know, I don't need to see that many people stabbed that many ways that realistically <laughs> yeah i guess like for me part of like part of the weirdness of, of mortal Kombat is like where is like where's the line between it being kitschy and where's the line mm -hmm. with it being like are they trying to like do a thing where they're like oh we're like this is such a badass like extreme game like what what are they doing like it, it, well, it's both. it always it's always it confuses me like you can you can always play to both effects you can always you know can you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yes. I mean, yes. And on one level, you know, they're they're doing. Um, we're we're edgy and hardcore. But if you ever, you know, you know, ask them seriously, what are you doing? Oh, it's it's just irony, you know. Well, uh, it's like it's like you're describing some sort of version of online. Yeah, it's it's fucked up. Um, anyway, I I look forward to online having murder. Um, and me going on Twitter in and the next update. stabbed in the eyes. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be able to kill people on the next online update. It's gonna be really good. Um, I look forward to people, it. People people are gonna love it. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh, that rocks. Mm. Um, I'm I may play Mortal Kombat 11 at some point. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. definitely gonna play it. Um, I'm I'm working my way through 10 right now. Um, I like the new characters a lot. I like how they play. I like the story stuff. Um, I think it's it's good. It's, it's very comic book how they're moving to a new generation because they've been doing the old generation for, you know, 25 years. Um, right, yeah. And But I like Jackie and Cassie and the the and Kensai's kid. Fucking Kensai has a kid. What the fuck is that? Um, I don't even know who Kensai he is. is. He is a blind ninja, uh, sort of like Cyber Zatoichi, um, who was introduced in... Oh, I'm going to fuck this up. I think he was introduced in three, um, but he was. Okay. But he is like the he is the he became a big mainstay in those middle games, the first three uh, D games that no one ever remembers. Um, yeah, no, I, I yeah. certainly don't. So and he's got like a he's got like a you know a demon sword or whatever. Anyway, he he gets old in uh, in X, uh, and the way that he gets old is he gets a beard and starts looking like a badass. Because that's that's how that's what happens. That's how you get that's old. That's how you get old. Uh, you get a if you're a ninja, that's how you yeah. have to get old. John, By law. Johnny Cage gets old and grizzled. You know how fucked up that is. It's weird. This is again. This is the point I'm. I was like trying to make where Johnny Cage is a joke character. Yeah. But now he's a serious. character? Yes, he's a father. <laughs> it's I don't fucked get up. it. Like, but commentary. I don't get it. I just don't get it. It's not for me. It's, it's funny because you can see he looks all grizzled and everything, but you can see through his like the 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 neck of his tank top the Johnny tattoo, like the H on the Johnny tattoo that he has. Oh, nice. It's it's ridiculous. It's great. Oh man. Um. Yeah the the games that I've signed up to lose at Combo Breaker are um are uh, Under Night etc. Whatever mm -hmm. and uh, and um. Uh, Dragon Ball Fighters, so I have to focus on those for now. But maybe someday when the fighting bug, when the fighting game bug hits me, I will, uh, I'll unearth some some MK11. Nice. 
John, I think it's time we switch to uh, talking about what you're playing right now. I am playing a bunch of Pillars of Eternity 2, which is interesting. Ah, very good. Because already, I've already written about Pillars of Eternity 2 for the site. Um, you have. But I'm back on it because uh, there's, a, there's a new beta mode uh, for the game. Uh, it's it's turn-based. Um, I believe this is uh, Josh Sawyer's baby right now. Um, believe you're correct yes and uh so it's a term it's a fully turn-based mode the way that pillars of eternity 2 plays by default is uh real time with pause like the Baldur's gate games the uh icewind dale games like pillars of eternity one um and that's an interesting compromise for a turn-based system it speeds it up but it makes it less granular um yeah and so this slows it down. This is a fully turn-based system, and I'm liking it so far. It's a it's a bit odd. Um, it's obviously still in beta, um, but there's there's a big the, the biggest change to the system is beyond the the combat's taking much longer because obviously if you're doing a turn-based system, your fights are going to take longer than if you're not. Um, is the balancing on different types of attacks because the way the previous the the real time and plus pause system was balanced is um you know lesser weapons uh less damaging weapons usually go faster so you get more attacks over a certain period of time than slower more right. powerful weapons but in the turn based um version of the game uh everyone gets to go each turn Meaning that, and then there's there's very strict rationing of the action economy. So you don't get extra attacks. You don't get, usually get to go twice. Meaning that any any way that you do get to go twice, like um, the fighter gets a couple free actions. There, there's there's three kinds of actions in the um, in the pillars of Etern eternity two turn based universe uh there's standard actions which are your combat actions like if you want to go hit someone with a stick that's a standard action there's free actions which are just actions you can do at any time usually like monk shit like you know powering up your fists is a free action and there's okay. cast actions which are your standard actions but the uh, effect won't hit until a certain period of time later so you know casting a spell um and the fighter occasionally gets a couple gets to use his uh, fighter points because you get a certain number of points each uh, match, mm. each fight. Uh, and this was in the base game as well, the, 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 the class-based specific fight points. Um, you know, it, you start a, a combat and you get the fighter, Adair usually, starts with five points and, you know, his get-over-here scorpion move costs two points, his stance costs one point, that sort of thing. Um, okay. so he'll get a, a, a free action attack, which costs fighter points. You can only do it a couple times per fight. Um, but generally speaking, you only get one attack per round, which means that your more powerful, slower attacks, like, you know, the, your riflemen, um, are generally just more powerful than your, 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 you know, your double dagger or your... Mm -hmm. Your single weapon. Um, so it feels a little unbalanced. A little bit. Um, I, the dual wielders get to attack twice, but I think they only have one aim roll, which is, which can be good and bad. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. But you know, yeah, it, it feels like you know, 
if you really want to excel at the turn-based mode, you, you want to make high alpha strike characters um, who come in and do a lot of damage because even if they have to go at the end of the round, they get to they have parity with every other character, which means they get to do their mm. huge fuck-off attack as <laughs> often as the guy with a rapier gets to attack. Mm. Um, yeah, that's fair. So I, I'm liking it so far. It's it's I haven't actually played all the DLC yet, so this is my cool. first DLC th- playthrough. Um, so I'm enjoying it. Very nice. Um, so I I wrote on uh, on the previous that I uh, on the on our, on our notes. Yeah, you, you, I should I, note that he wrote this during the episode. That's not true. I wrote it right before the episode. Oh, uh, Okay. You cad. Um. No, I wrote it right before the episode. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. And um, I um, I am playing two games. I couldn't decide between them. Um, this is actually this is this is a this is a badass move. Deciding to play. Well, you, you should say it. I'm not going to spo- spoil your thunder. So I'm playing a bunch of games after, like, well after the fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm playing uh, Bloodborne, as I mentioned before, and I'm playing uh, Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. Both games that people have routinely described to me as, like, their favorite games of all time. Mm. Um, and so I'm, I'm getting to experience both of them, like, years afterwards. Uh, they're both really good, and I, I find myself thinking about both of them a lot. It's 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 great playing games that uh, have been out for a long time. Yeah. It, uh, I, I can't recommend it enough to just, like, go back and play some of the games that you maybe missed um, because they still rock. And uh, and the, they will be new to you. So how's, as Bloodborne is new to how's me. that going? Are you able to like keep the control schemes fresh in your head as you switch between? Yeah, them? it's it's okay. Like actually, the thing that the thing that hurt me more with uh, with uh, Zelda or with I, I'm sorry, not even with Zelda. The thing that hurt me more with Bloodborne was um, uh, I was unable. It was it was very difficult for me to uh, make heads or tails of um, how to play that game. After playing Sekiro, mm. Sekiro ruined me for Bloodborne. Yeah, I, can see I had to play for be. a really long time before I figured it out. I, 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 you know, you know, tired is going to Bloodborne from Dark Souls. Wired is going to Bloodborne from fucking Sekiro. Um, yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah. So, so how, how, what is Bloodborne to Sekiro? Is it like a slower Sekiro? Is it a, a Sekiro without a uh, without a jump button? It's not so much about the. <laughs> Slowness. It, I mean, it's 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 slower Sekiro in some ways. It's you can't be as like consistently aggressive because the secret in Sekiro always is what you're supposed to do. Ideally, is you're supposed to um, you're supposed to like, especially on bosses, just attack them, just go after them, just like get at it because um, you can break their well, posture it's that, that way. And no ju- more song. Be aggressive. Yeah. Right. Exactly. It's exactly like that. That's that's totally mm-hmm. right, John. Um, it's like that Faith No More song, um, you want it all, but you can't have it. Yes. Um, I actually, I really like Faith No More. <laughs> uh, but the, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it basically is that. Like, it's, it's, Sekiro is really good, and it plays a lot better if you just go after the characters and, like, really just, like, have no mercy with them. Um, Bloodborne, on the other hand, if you do that, you will die every time. Because really, once you get hit in Bloodborne, you need to back off fast. Well, there's um, that healing mechanic that obviously Sekiro doesn't there, have. There is, yeah, and it really does help. But also, um, 
The healing mechanic doesn't do you a lot of good if, like, you are also dying at the same point. Like, it's better... It's one of those things where it, it kind of encourages you to be a little too aggressive. Mm -hmm. And you have to learn, like, okay, I need to hold back at this point. I need to figure out, like... When I can attack these people and when I can, uh, when I have to back off, you have to play it more like a Souls game, basically. Mm -hmm. um, and when I did that, when I was like, oh, when I fight a mob, it's not, I could just go ahead and, and parry and uh, get death blows on these mobs and it'll be fine. I have to treat it like a mob and really peel them off one at a time. Once I started doing that, I was fine. And then I, I played around with it a little bit because my first stream, I just got completely ruined and it was it was not fun and I was worried that I wouldn't like the game and uh and then I tried it a little more and um I really uh I really got the hang of it and actually ran into the cleric beast by accident and uh beat him my first time. Father Gascoigne? Uh I also beat Father Gascoigne oh, the first time too. Fucked up. So yeah, no, I did I did pretty well. Uh Father Gascoigne is straight up a Sekiro boss yeah. um, in a lot of ways. Father Gascoigne if I recall correctly, he is there to teach you how to parry. Effectively, yeah. There are the other there are the other uh, monsters earlier on, like the brick, uh, the giant brick holding guys. Yeah. Uh, that that you're better off parrying, but if you don't, like it's not you know you'll be fine. Um, Father Gascoin, if you if you don't parry him, I mean, good, good luck. Yeah. That's gonna be a rough fight. Um, so yes, uh, Father Gascoin is a is a good person to parry, and I knew how to parry. Uh, so it helped me a lot. But yeah, I'm really enjoying that. And I find um, I was a little worried. I always get a little worried that like the charm of Nintendo games are going to wear off mm -hmm. on me somehow. And I don't know why that worries me. Like, I don't I don't think this should be some sort of existential problem. I I shouldn't like stay up nights wondering if I'm going to enjoy Nintendo games forever. But um, I do. I, I do worry <laughs> about it. Uh, but Zelda is, is great. I mean, it's, it's absolutely charming. It's, it's a wonderful game. Um, it's, it's pretty, it, uh, it gets the atmosphere of a, um, of an open world game perfectly. Uh, it totally knows what it's doing and what it wants to be. It is, um, it's just a wonderfully thought out game. I haven't, um, I haven't played Breath of the Wild yet because I, I don't have a console that can play Breath of the Wild yet. But, um, it seems like the stamina meter is a game changer. The stamina system. It is, yes. And, and like a game changer in a really good way. Yeah. Cause you, you basically, you're given areas to explore, but you have to explore them in a very and circumspect's the wrong word because that makes it that makes it sound not fun. Mm -hmm. It's extremely fun to explore in that game. It's just you have to figure out like, okay, how am I exploring? You can't just Skyrim in and say like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna force I'm gonna brute force my way up this cliff by just like hitting hitting the jump button until I finally make it up. You have to like you have to really think it through. I, I, um, I the armor system is really cool. I've it's great. I've Based on what I've seen of it, and I've I've watched some of my friends play it, I feel like I'd feel really bad about killing the orcs in that game. Ah, fair enough. The Bobobiclins or whatever the fuck they're called. I don't feel so bad about that. You don't? I mean, they they seem you like know. they're having fun with their fires and they're cooking, and you just roll in. And I mean, I feel like I feel like Link has always kind of been a jerk um, well, yes. and has killed lots of things that he shouldn't have. He is. He is. And, uh, he is I just that, that that's baked into the Zelda experience. He's a tiny, cute elf murder machine. He really is. And he's, I mean, like, there's a lot of things he's murdered. Like, I don't know, the Zoras are now, like, our friends or whatever in every game. But let's not forget that the Zora was introduced as an enemy that just spit fire at you and you murdered. Yeah, and, because, and he genocided. I don't know. 
Yeah, because Thousands you were dead. intruding on their land yeah. and like swinging a sword around, so they decided to, you know, shoot you with their uh, things, and then you, you know, instead of avoiding them, you shot them with an arrow. Um, so yeah, I don't feel too bad about that. But it is it, it the game feels empty. Wait, wait. The reason you way. don't feel bad is because Link kills everything. Like that doesn't seem like yeah, a reason I've, not to feel bad. That feels... I've gotten over it. <laughs> I'm over right. it. I uh, I feel I feel okay about it now. It's not. It doesn't bother me anymore. Do you get a horse in Breath uh, of the Wild? Uh, yeah, you do. Okay. I haven't gotten it yet. Um, I it's funny because you have the whistle mechanic before you get the horse. Nice. So I can I can whistle. I can I can go. But nothing comes, uh, which is funny. Uh, but yeah, no, it's 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 an extreme. It's it's totally different from Bloodborne. So Bloodborne is extremely cramped. It's chaotic. It's bloody, obviously. Um, but it it's fun for all that, and I, I like it a lot. And Breath of the Wild is open and sparse. Uh, they do a wonderful job of making you feel like you're in a world that has absolutely been abandoned and um yeah yeah the 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 emptiness i mean they really used i don't know what the hardware was like for the wii u but they really seemed it seems like it was a wii u game basically they got upported to the switch right yeah uh it, it there is there is a real from what i've seen of it there is a real if you see it you can go there vibe to it mm -hmm. um, yeah and like it's it's not as if like Unlike other Zelda games, it doesn't feel like you're collecting stuff. Like yeah. my my buddy who actually got me the game was saying, one of the things he really thinks is unique about it. He's right, is that um, it gives you uh, it gives you all your upgrades to start off with. Like basically, the tutorial section is you going to these temples and getting your like fancy upgrades, mm -hmm. um, and it really really changes it. Like you just like you're not going like okay, I got to go find the temple where the bomb is, and I got. Not that I don't like that. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I really enjoy Zelda games. I've, I've played my share of Metroidvania as I know how the formula works, and I, you know, freely admit I love the formula. But it is a nice break to be like, okay, here are your abilities that you'll use to manipulate this world. You don't have to go searching for them. You're, the whole game is different than, like, searching for these items. Mm -hmm. You just, you have the items that you need. You can unlock the secrets now. Um, and we're going to teach you how to use them, and then that's going to be, that's going to be that. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I'm 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 very very into uh, very very into Breath of the Wild, very very into um, very very into uh, my friend uh, Bloodborne. It's all been it's all been good. Here's I've, my I've take. Had a, a really good time. Here's my take. They need to make a, yes. a game where you play a Zelda called The Legend of Link. Ooh, wow! So that's one that's one woke take, Bernard. It's very woke. I, I it's I, extremely I, woke, I and I think women please at. John Bernhardt. Please do not. Um, he is a woke bay. God damn it! God damn it, Trev! You just uh, you just thank me when all the Tinder uh, super likes start coming in, my buddy. Yes. Um. Well, all right, John. Anything else that uh, we need to go to? Yeah. I think you need to go back to sleep. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Now that I've gotten my my um my pitch to uh, Miyamoto off my chest, um, <laughs> I'm gonna go. <laughs> Be a cave troll for a while. <laughs> he does listen to the show. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Noted no cartridge fanatic, uh, Shigeru Miyamoto. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go sleep for like five years. I'll be okay, back yeah, next week. Okay, yeah, that's good. <clears throat> uh, five years from now. Yeah. Um, we know how time works in the Trump administration, so that, that should be fine. All right. Well, thank you, John, and I will talk to you then. Yep. Yeah. See ya.